Just after four o'clock on Monday afternoon, November 25th, the news broke. Jens Sorin and Elizabeth Hasem had been granted parole for the 1985 murders of Hasem's parents. And it didn't happen the way anyone expected. A newspaper reporter in Richmond broke the story before Sorin's attorney or any of his supporters had heard. I can't remember the last time I cried. It's good, it's good though. Happy here. Jason Flom is one of Sorin's staunchest supporters. He's also the CEO of Lava Records and a founding board member of the Innocence Project. He dedicated an episode of his hit podcast, Wrongful Conviction, to the case. I got him on the phone as soon as the news broke. It really has been like a crazy experience. It's this, this particular case has been so insane. He conferenced in Amanda Knox, the American student who spent four years in an Italian prison for a murder she didn't commit. She's also become one of Soaring's supporters after covering his case in her podcast. I mean, I've just been on the other you know, end of the line with Jens talking about the day that he gets out and like knowing that like I know what it feels like to like fantasize about that day and not knowing if it's going to happen. And I didn't know if it was going to happen for Jens. Uh, um, wow. Meanwhile, Courtney drove straight to Albemarle County Sheriff Chip Harding's house to get his take. He's dedicated hundreds of hours of his own time investigating this case, and he held back tears on Monday as he processed the news. I'm ecstatic. I mean, what a great thing to have him. He's been locked up for 33 years for a crime that myself and other investigators don't feel like he was there. We don't feel like he was present when the actual murders were committed, as he's maintained, you know, since he went on trial. He's missed his 20s, his 30s, and his 40s, so it's time. It's time to let him go. Soaring's request for parole has been denied more than a dozen times over the years. But on Monday, the Virginia Parole Board announced Soaring and Hasem would be granted parole. Soaring initially confessed to brutally murdering the parents of his girlfriend, Elizabeth, while they were both students at the University of Virginia. He later recanted, saying he falsely confessed to protect Elizabeth. Newly tested forensic evidence supports his claims and suggests two unidentified men left DNA at the murder scene. Because we believe that the evidence is pointing that other people participated in this homicide, and yet we can't get any access to the investigative files through the Commonwealth Attorney or the uh, Sheriff's Office in Bedford County. It's like case closed. You know, he was convicted by a jury 30-some years ago. Who cares? Really? I mean, I, I disagree with that. Uh, if I was a resident of Bedford County, I would want the case reopened. And if you get people coming in, giving the time free, and we're willing to be supervised by the Bedford Sheriff's Office, you know, if they'd sit down and talk to us, but they won't even give us five minutes to sit down at a table so we, we can explain, you know, how we reached the position that we're in now. Even though Soaring was paroled, his request for an absolute pardon was denied. So in the eyes of the law, Soren killed Derek and Nancy Hasem. But what about that DNA? And who were the two men who left blood at the murder scene? The case may be officially closed, but that's not where this story ends. This is Small Town Big Crime. Follow us on social media at Small Town Big Crime and subscribe now anywhere you listen to podcasts. Full episodes drop in December.